0: Every year we try to have a Sunday that we call various things, Mission Sunday, Reporting Sunday. I don't guess it really matters what we call it. But most summers, in the past number of summers, we've sent off a group of teenagers to TeenServe. A lot of you know what that is. Some of you don't know. TeenServe is an organization that gathers teens from all over the country into one location, for guess what they do well you are quick <laughs> they serve and uh, it's a week long project and again literally kids from all over the country most of the most of the places they've served have been in the midwest uh, this year was in the state of Iowa and uh, but they go they raise their funds and many of you helped i mean if you donated to the trip some if you didn't do anything else but buy some baked goods out in the front, and I bought one or two myself, um, and some of you had your cars washed. You had numerous ways uh, that you supported uh, these kids. And one thing Rob didn't mention is that a certain percentage of your purchases of Singing Rooster Coffee goes into our youth account, goes into our youth group. My uh, hand always gives us a nice little check after everybody's bought their coffee. So we wanted you to know and to hear what they did, what they went through, the experiences they had, how the Lord, I'm <clears throat> sorry, touched them during this time, and that your investment was worth every penny and every dollar and every whatever amount, every muffin that you ate. You might have gained some weight, but they gained some help in <laughs> Iowa. And so today is that day. We want, we've got a couple or three that can't be here. We're going to try to make arrangements for some of them to, to at a later date share with you what, what they went through. Uh, but I'm going to ask Roddy to come up and take over and he's going to guide you through this time. I'll come back at the end and share a few comments, but don't get nervous. I don't have a sermon prepared, <laughs> but I got a few minutes sitting over here if I need to. Okay. Thank you, Larry. Appreciate that.
1: Um, thank you, worship team, for s- setting the stage. That was beautiful. Just to be with... I'm going to drop everything first. Um, to be with you guys and worshiping the Lord like that, wow. I really didn't want that to, to end. So uh, we're going to end with a song about that. Um, but before we get there, uh, I thought I would just kind of... Uh, I was just thinking, I was sitting down here, about all the different places that God has put me... And had me be. So think back with me for a minute in your life of all the different places maybe you've been that God has put you. Places you've been in front of or groups, small groups. Or, you know, I was thinking about being in Mexico in prison. I've been in Mexican prisons. You know, I've been on the streets of Calcutta. um, Not Calcutta, sorry, India on the other side of India. um, And and, in Kabira, the largest slum in Africa. Some of you have been to some of these places, been, you know, up and down the streets over there in Cambodia with Ali. You know, and I've seen some of the, the worst poverty that there is on the planet. India really shook me. I thought Mexico was bad, man. But uh think back all the different places the Lord has put you or maybe you had had a chance to share the gospel with somebody or give a track out or a Bible out or pray with somebody, you know, restaurants as well and You know, aisleways at Walmart or wherever it may be, far and near. And I just want to say I appreciate Pastor Larry always teaching that the Great Commission is as you go, make disciples. That's another way you can translate it, right? Go into all the world, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you, right? And lo, I'm with you always to the end of the world, the end of the age, those words have shaped my life. And if you're a Christian, hopefully they've done that to you. That's our worldview. That's why we do trips like this or go someplace that we normally wouldn't go that might be uncomfortable. Jesus has shaped my life since I was seven, and since I was four, actually. And I hope that he shaped your life. And And I pray that after even just this short time that we have this morning, that we're all inspired, right, to take the gospel and to go wherever it is that you go after this, right? No matter how young you may be, God has a purpose and a plan, and he wants to use you. And it's a great honor to be used by the Lord, whether in life or in death, isn't it? And I'm so thankful and so honored and so humble to be in God's kingdom. Isn't it a great honor? Yeah. He has a place for all of you in the kingdom. It's true. Whew. Thank you, Lord. So, um, I thought I would just throw this scripture up first so we have our worldview set before us. Uh, the greatest person that ever lived and ever will live said this. Um, for even the Son of Man came not to serve, to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many, Matthew twenty twenty eight. And that's what's on the shirt here that we all got on day one of camp. And uh the back of it here, I think it's, it has the name of the town that we were in, which you'll see pictures of, Iowa Falls, Iowa, small little town in northern Iowa, and uh, you'll hear more about that, but but i wanted to start with this verse because um for, first of all my first thought is is that this is very contrary to the world isn't it so the leaders of this world they lead in a different way they uh they want to gain power and they want to sometimes manipulate and they're going to tell you what to do because they're in charge it's not really the attitude that christ had is it so he started us by teaching us how to serve, to serve one another, right? He washed the disciples' feet. He explained to him this is the way to lead. This is how you lead. And there's some great examples of that in this room, and I'm learning how to do that and to be a better leader. Uh, the other thing is, is the you know, is that uh, we'll talk about this more towards the end, is that Jesus came to die, and, uh, of course, he did that. He lived a perfect life. He laid it down his own life. Nobody killed Jesus. He decided to lay his life down. And it's a big point I've been thinking about the last few years, that he did that for me and he did that for you of his own free will. And he did it because the Father told him to. It was He was obeying God. And he had a lot of love for us when he did it. And so that's kind of the verse that I wanted to kind of start with. So what I thought we'd do is to give you guys a little bit of an idea of what TeenServe is. I've been doing this for 20 years, you guys. I can't even believe that. <laughs> and one of my favorite things to do is to bring new people that have never been to, to camp to come. And every year, the Lord puts a small group of people together, and we go. If you've ever been before with me, just raise your hand just real quick. I know there's a few of you in, in the room. Yeah. Thank you for coming. It was a lot of fun, um, and so we've got a, a row of people up here that uh, that went this year, and um, we're going to hear from them. So, what I thought I'd do is just play you this video, and you're going to see a lot of faces that you don't know. See some pictures of people. You're going to see a band playing in a gymnasium. You'll see different things that were that happened, uh, different houses that were worked on. And then this will give you a good context, I think, for, to hear these guys, and then we'll close with a song Chris has got for us, and um, it'll be great. So, thanks for being here. Play that video.
2: say, Hey, why are you here? Are you enjoying this? Is this a good thing? I mean, it's, it's hot. You're not getting paid. Um, it's, it's a place you've probably never been. Um, why are you come? And every single kid that I talked to was like, you know, it is hard work. It's uncomfortable, but I've met some great people. Um, I love my crew leader. I love my residents. Um, uh, love what we're doing for this little community. And, and that sold me right then and there. I was like, there is something special that God is doing through teen service.
3: We started bringing teens uh, every year for the past nine years, and about two years ago, we sat down and thought, you know what, we need to bring TeenServe to our town. So two years ago, we had the dream of bringing TeenServe to Iowa Falls, and it has just been the biggest blessing that
4: we could ever imagine.
5: When uh, when Eddie and Angie first visited with us about bringing TeenServe to Iowa Falls, I remember very clearly Eddie saying that Teen Serve is a God-sized project, that it is not a project that any one person or committee can do alone. And after spending a year planning for this and getting ready for this and seeing God's hand in every aspect has been absolutely amazing.
6: Just ask. In other words, if you want to do this, here's the model for it. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. You were bought with a price and it was a high and expensive price.
5: So I
3: came. I wasn't quite for sure about having them come to my house. For years, I've been very embarrassed about how my house looked. Um, just watching this transformation over the the last week has just been absolutely amazing, and I am so blessed to have this group here. They are such a wonderful group. Um, I I was like I said, I was hesitant also because I didn't know if I was willing to to uh, put myself out there also but but it kind of got into a a part where I could be if I could be a blessing to the kids in some way then that would be um, make it a whole lot easier for me to to accept this blessing it is a huge blessing on my life
1: Thanks, that was fun. They played that the last night of camp, I think it was. And um, uh, Jack, our camp MC, that I used to be, that guy, he actually helped put all that together and one of the other staffers uh, as well. So the staff do a lot. And so I thought I would start off by having one of the staff members of this year come and tell us a little bit from his perspective what it's like uh, to be on staff at TeenServe. So uh, Brennan, come on up here.
2: Howdy there, everyone. So, with me, TeenServe was very different than what I'm used to. I've been going for about six years now, and this was my first year on staff. Staff, who boy, is it different than being a work camper, I figured out. But, I the expectations I really had going into it, I expected to work hard, but, also, I expected to learn a lot more, which I did, but not in the way that I thought. So, Going into TeenServe as staff, you don't know what your job is until you get there. And my job that I got was jack of all trades, which is basically go around, do whatever you're told, go help the other staff members. And then also I got hospitality coordinator. So basically what that means is that I eat last and I help whoever I can. But with my job also, I wasn't able to be there at the evening programs, so I wasn't able to... Watch the worship and worship with the other people and I wasn't able to listen to the message. So I didn't really get the same feeling that everyone else did because I was out working. And basically for staff, it's work all day, sleep for six hours, get up, do it all again. And it's just a repeat of that. So it's kind of hard what my, what I learned. But I went, I went into it with the expectation that I would work hard and learn what I could. And for one week, it's just nothing but bonding with the rest of the staff. And there's 12 of us. So it's bond for a week, then a week of setup, and then a week of teen surf. So you really get to know them a lot. And my f- my friends that I made there really helped me through it. And one thing I went into teen surf with on my heart was a lot of greed. And over teen surf, I definitely, definitely got to hear some words of wisdom on that. Because when you're... You go into TeenServe with the expectation of just serving. Because once you go to teen serve as a work camper, you go there to serve, um, you go there to serve the people that you're building the house for, or painting the house for, sorry. And then you serve God first. As, as TeenServe staff, it's serve God first, serve the work campers next, and then serve the house people next. And you always, always come last. Which is that definitely helped me a lot with my greed problems. So, I mean, and during TeenServe, as a staff, you get to see behind the scenes all the time, and you don't, you never understand completely how much you really help people until you see behind the scenes. Because there was a person, um, all of his brothers and sisters had died, and he was only left with his mom because his dad had left. And he was stuck in a wheelchair because he was crippled. And every single day, his mom had to bring him downstairs in a wheelchair. But ever since Teensurf came, a small group of teenagers built a wheelchair ramp for him and completely changed his life. I mean, teenagers working on your house for a week, you don't expect anything from that, especially with teenagers. But, I mean, in this day and age, we don't expect much, which is a real big problem because... Really, people there, people would come up to the school where we work and would be like, what's going on here? And we would explain what Teenserve is, and they're like, wow, I never thought that teenagers in this day and age would do that kind of stuff. And really, that kind of breaks my heart a little bit. But Teenserve is one of those shining lights in a dark place that really shows that we still care and that we're trying. We're trying to make a difference in this world. So thank you.
1: Thanks, Brennan. That's great. Um, occasionally you might see Brennan's dad and mom come by, uh, Vicki and Jason Holman. They live up in Indiana. But uh, recently, you know, um, Brennan got to move down here and be a part of uh, our church. and and um, And so it's great to have you here, Brennan. I'm glad that God moved you here. Um, okay, so um, I've got a scripture here for us uh, that just kind of sets even more of a tone for what we were doing at camp. And uh, it's uh, – it really – it's – so there's this book that you get. It's a teen-serve work camp planner that, you, that every person gets when they go. It has all the details, all the times for everything, the schedule, when you're eating, you know, a devotion three times a day. So everybody gets up in the morning. The first thing you do is a devotion with God in in your little book and then you do one with your crew which by the way your crew is made up of people from oh how many different states six Six states and we had somebody from canada and so you're with people you don't know and uh but you build a great community that way and so um uh, you do devotions with your crew, and then you come back to the school, and after dinner, or at some point, you do a devotion with your youth group. So there's just lots of going. You know, for some of these people, they they they've never done devotions, much less three a day. <laughs> so um, in the day one of the quiet time, Monday morning, uh, we have this verse here, Philippians two one through four. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ. If any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and one mind. And then this part, listen carefully. This this is where it really gets good. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but to each of you, to the interests of others. That's a great verse to memorize right there and to read all the time and to think about. Because, you know, at some point, um, we're all thinking about ourselves, aren't we? I know I do. Oftentimes, I'm the first person I think about. <laughs> and so um, I just thought that was a good, good uh, goes right along with, with Team Serve and all that we're trying to learn here. So... Um, All right. So I thought I'd see if um, one of these other young guys wants to get up here. Um, Hunter, you want to come tell us a little bit? You want to say anything? Come on, Hunter.
6: Okay. First of all, I just want to say thank you to all of y'all for buying cookies, getting your car washed, Y'all didn't have to do that, but it made this trip possible for us, and we appreciate it. We would not have been able to go, and I I would not have been able to gone. gone. Um, so we appreciate that. Um, I'd say the biggest thing I learned at TeenServe is patience, because, you know, if you have to deal with teenagers, younger teenagers, you know that can be difficult. And we had several very young kids in our crew. And so we had in our room, I, I had things go missing, people taking my stuff. Uh, <laughs> Someone threw pudding on our bed. It, it was it was not it was not fun. But I would say God knows that I don't have very much patience, and that's probably why why some of this stuff happened. So I, I don't know if I learned it or I, it's still something I got to work on. But that is definitely something I learned. And also, I, I would say the biggest thing I see every time we go to Teen Serve is the work campers, and you get to see them come down and they. They commit their lives to Christ. It's not so much for the residents for me, but it's the work campers. You get to see them you know, crying and coming down to the front, getting on their hands and knees. You see Roddy doing it too, but Roddy's already a Christian. But uh <laughs> all these younger kids, and it's such a good thing for them, and uh, that's probably my favorite part about it. So. Thanks,
1: bro. As you're... Your third third year? Yeah. Three years. Okay. We've got a few that aren't here with us, uh sadly. Uh, uh Alyssa, you know, her her papa passed on. And so pray for her. Um, she's uh she's on her way to the funeral. Um, and so uh hopefully we'll get to hear from her maybe a little bit next week. Um, and I do have a shorter video of all of our pictures that maybe we'll have time to, to play with Alyssa there. So we'll see. That'll be next week. Um, and then Jaden also, Jaden actually made the video that we might show next week. Um, and so he's with his family today. Um, sends his love. And um, and so and then we've got um, a few more here. So uh, Aiden, you want to come up and talk to us a little bit about what you learned at camp? So Roddy gave us a
3: – sent a text out last night – a um, list of questions. And um, so we are supposed to answer all those questions within that. So the first question was, what were your expectations going into Team Serve? Um, mine weren't – I didn't have many expectations. Uh, Lola and Alyssa talked to me about a lot of it. And um, I mainly was just looking at uh, expecting to work a lot, <laughs> as we did, and uh, – um, I was really expecting, um, basically, yeah. But, uh, and so the next question was, uh, what did you see God do within Iowa Falls? So I saw a lot of, um, God using campers at this age, like people within, uh, teenager years, new generation, um, use them to bless the residents and work on it with them. And, um... Yeah, personally we had I had a resident her name was Janet. She was older and she um had recently lost her brother and she was really she didn't have much either. She was uh but she was so humble about it and um but she every day was just so blessed and so almost amazed at how all of us I think we were and my group was all younger. We were all I think I think it was like 14, 15 and under. Um, and she was so blessed that all these younger kids and, uh, younger teenagers, um, doing, uh, all this work for her and work for the community and all. And it really just, I feel like it blessed the whole community and all. Um, and so the next one was, what did you learn personally? I personally, it was basically what the whole theme was about. It was to work, um, Work, uh, give more than receive and by giving I felt like I received more than I would have Um, and so the last one was how you put into practice what you learned so I will be looking for more opportunities to serve others and bless them as I can um, and serve them as they are so yeah
1: thanks dude And that was his first time to come. And of course, uh, his cousin Daniel had to go all the way back with his family to Louisiana. And so we miss him. But um if if he were here, he could answer those questions too. Um if you're if you're watching, uh we love you, Daniel. Thanks for coming. Um all right, uh let's see here. Um we're winding it down. So I'm gonna hand the microphone over to Lola. So give it up for Lola.
7: Hi, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, like Hunter said, thank you guys so much for your donations. We genuinely wouldn't have been able to go if you guys didn't help out, so thank you. Okay, first question. What were your expectations going into it? Um I mean, I expected it to be, like, the first year, and in a way, it was, like, the exact same but completely different. Like, it's, like, the same routine that you're going to a school, like, you... Um, all have jobs like it, it felt the same but with completely different people. So I feel like you get a new experience every single time so um, it's something I Truly love and wouldn't want to miss out on it's it's a crazy um, experience um, What did you see God do? Um, yeah, kind of like Aiden said, um, I think a lot of the residents were really shocked that Gen Z is like stepping out in their faith and um, really caring about their community Um, so I think a lot of just showing them that like we're still on fire for God, like there's still some of us like really truly, um, our hearts are for God, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like there's, um, they were really shocked and not even them, but like a lot of the work campers, like they didn't go, um, for God, they went for friends or they went for, um, just for fun. And I feel like they left really changed. And so, um, Like, we're supposed to go for the residents, but we're all supposed to go for the work campers, and a lot of them left um, saved and changed, so that's really good. Um, What did you learn personally? Um, I was scared with my crew, because when you go into a crew, it's a bunch of strangers. So you go in, and it's, like, a bunch of strangers from around um, the country, like... You just you've never met before. They're all from different youth groups, and so I was nervous that like we wouldn't really click. But um, I guess I learned to trust God's plan because by the end of the week, like I was so grateful for the crew that I got put into. So it's just trusting God's plan, like in your circumstance, like where you are, Um, even if you're in a bad circumstance, He's going to use it for better. So I feel like I met a lot of people that um, will be in my life for a long time. Um, How will you learn what you? put into, or how will you put what you learned into practice? Um, kind of like my last answer, just trusting God in whatever circumstance you're in. Um, I think that's a big thing that I've struggled with is trusting God's plan. So I think that he showed me this past week, a lot of grace in learning, um, how to trust him and when to trust him.
1: <laughs> Thanks Lola. Um, yeah. So quick, quick story on that, uh, note every year uh, that I go, um, if I have got girls coming, then I've got to have a female chaperone. And so, um, you know, sometimes it comes down to the wire. I'm like, God, I know you want these girls to go. They've raised hundreds of dollars, which, by the way, again, thank you guys. Every one of you who gave, who helped, you know, well, let us wash your car and um, bought our food and did whatever you did. We appreciate it so much. And uh, for the support to Larry and some of the elders would, would have little comments up here. And, and I think more made it into the fun because of that. So thank you. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, God does provide, even if it's last minute. That's one of my stories throughout my life. And so I was praying, I was like, Lord, um, several people here, you know, were praying about coming and being that female chaperone so that Lola and Alyssa could come. And, uh, and no one was feeling it. It just wasn't happening. And so I'm like, wow, really? Sam, Rachel, come on. We're gonna cover you. You know, and they're like, mm, no, we prayed and it's just not, you know, this year. So, Um, I was like, okay, so I just knew I had this faith. I knew 100% that God was going to provide somehow. And I told Larry, that's it. God always provides, you know, but it got down to it. And so, um, it was a good, good challenge. Uh, but, um, a friend of mine named Bobby mentioned Krista and I was like, oh, Krista. Well, yeah, but she's super busy all the time and she lives at Kings Hill and runs a prayer house and like, I doubt it, but I'll try. So I called her and she was open to the idea. I was like, huh? Really? Okay. So we walked through it and talked some more and we figured it out and God was in it and she came. Yes. And so that's the Lord's provision. And, uh, and so, um, actually we, I thought we would just end our time with a song and Krista has a few, few thoughts, um, at, uh, coming to Teen and being there on the trip and everything too. Um, so while you're getting on your guitar going up there, um, I'm going to tell just one quick story of what I saw the Lord do. Um, uh, w- one of them is that, um, you know, when, when we're living in the school at, at teen serve, the girls hallway is down one end and the guys is down the other. And, uh, you know, if you end up going, if a guy goes into the girls hallway, they go home. So it's this big thing, right? The kids know to stay in their quarters. Right. And so, uh, you get put in a room with like, I don't know even how many guys we had, Hunter. We had 23. 23, 23 dudes. And ours was the biggest room and we shared it with, you know, Brennan's youth group and your dad was in there with me. So imagine, you know, air mattress and cots lining the, the room of a big, a school room and then in the middle too. Like guys just everywhere. I mean, you get used to the smell, you know? <laughs> uh, so um Anyhow, you never know what it's going to be like when you're at teen serve, living in one of those schoolrooms. Um, Hunter mentioned a little of that. Well, I, I I was up late one night in the restroom, and this kid comes in crying. His name is Larry. Uh, Larry was you know, kind of a troublemaker from time to time, but he had been picked on a lot that night. And he was just crying, and I, I kind of comforted him. I walked him through it. I prayed for him. and sent him back to bed. Well, I found out the next day that his youth pastor— who was on the other end of the room? He had a big old youth group from New Sharon, Iowa, and I found out the next day that he felt so bad for Larry that he traded his big old nice huge, uh, probably queen size king size air mattress and slept on this little cot thing. I don't even know what it was called. That you know, probably maybe it was a deflated mattress for Larry, because Larry was having a hard time. And this youth pastor sacrificed probably not a very good night's sleep for this kid who causes lots of problems. And I just thought, wow, I am really challenged right now. I don't want to give up my bed, you know? And I just saw the love of God come through that youth pastor into that kid, Larry. And I was so, I was just, um, I was convicted, honestly, you know? And, uh, one of the things that, uh, that we talked about a bit was pride our guest speaker was very very good he's he's an evangelist really he just wants to see kids come to christ and uh and so um he talked about pride one night and pride is one of those things you can have and nobody knows it right and uh you grew up in a good christian home your whole life you know lots of scripture and you can get up in front of a crowd and you know and talk none of that means nothing if your heart's not right with the lord and uh I'm no better than anybody else out there. I need the gospel as bad as anybody. I tell the kids sometimes I've probably broken every ten commandment in my heart. I don't like to say that, but I need the gospel. I need Jesus. I need salvation as much as anybody. Right. So, with that in mind, uh, as Krista shares a little bit and plays this this song that really fits well with what we did at, at Teen Serve, Um And just be thinking about that. If if the Lord is just moving on your heart or brings you conviction, some some of us may be doing things right now that we shouldn't be doing. We might be living in situations we shouldn't be living in. And God wants to tap you today and love you and say, hey, I got a better way. And if that's you today, I'm just going to encourage you as as she's singing this. You know, you may want to come down front and just make things right. These altars are open. And uh, I'll be down here, too, to pray. And uh, and if you don't know Jesus today, it's a great day to, to get to know him. You know, he wants to be your best friend. And uh, he loves you so much. And so uh, he just wants you to surrender to him and give it all up and uh, and follow him. So, Krista.
8: Thanks. So, yeah, I'd love to kind of tag on to what Roddy said about how I ended up coming with a group of strangers except for Roddy who's not a stranger. We've known each other since 2018 but something that I've thought about especially a lot since um, probably 2018 or 2017 the Lord began to really highlight the story of Nehemiah to me over and over and over and over again and there's so many lessons in that but I was just thinking about it as we we're sitting here and you know when when we go paint a house or build a ramp or whatever you do, you can see the physical transformation, right? And you feel the gratitude. And, but what happens is the physical transformation is paired right along with the spiritual transformation that's happening in hearts, in everybody's heart. And that's so, that, that creates a ripple effect. And I think about Nehemiah and, you know, when he just listened to the Lord and got a heart for something to rebuild, But I've never thought about this before until this morning sitting here, and I was like, what was happening in every one of those persons, people's hearts as he gave them their assignment on the wall to rebuild or to guard? What was happening? The walls of Jerusalem were being rebuilt in a miraculous way. It said they tried for 70 years, and then they accomplished what they couldn't do in 70 years. They accomplished in 52 years, and all the enemies of God, Israel, and Jerusalem knew that God was with them. But I've never thought about what was the transformation happening in the hearts of each one of those people in that process as they worked day by day. What was God doing in them to restore their passion and their faith and seeing the impossible happen? And I think that that is the core of what I could say. I saw at Teen but I just want to share a little bit personal. I can tend to tell stories, so I know that about myself. So I'll just try to hold back a little bit, but I think it's important. Um, so when Roddy reached out to me, you know, it was like, oh, it's a Roddy idea. What's he got going on? <laughs> and um, but when he said, hey, I, I need a female chaperone to take a group of kids to Iowa. And I was like, you got to be kidding me because you guys, I have like uh, some really close connections in Iowa and over the last three months, things have been really hard with that. And then over the last month and a half, before this trip, some real tragedy happened in the lives of my friends in that part. And God just had been igniting. And he does this with me. He'll point out certain areas and regions to pray for, and my heart will just burn for that state or country. And I'll just, you know, I'll have I'll just go into intercession with that. But see, what Roddy didn't know is for... The past month solid before he called me is that my heart had been burning for Iowa. And for the people of Iowa and for the church of Iowa. It was like there was just igniting in my heart by the Holy Spirit. Due to circumstances, but he knew none of that. And so when he said, you want to come to Iowa and be a female chaperone? I was like, hold up, Lord. Because I had literally maybe a week and a half before that been at dinner with a friend. And I told her about what was going on and I said, if God called me to go to Iowa boots on the ground, I literally would drive 12 hours and I wouldn't tell anybody if he has an assignment for me to just have boots on the ground and pray. I'd go. And she's like, well, I go with you. I'm like, well, I don't know what he's doing, but I know it's strong. So when Roddy texts me and says, Iowa, I'm like, Oh Jesus. (laughs) But then see also he gave, it wasn't just go up there and pray. Not that that doesn't do anything, but it's like pray and work. Work and pray, work and worship, pray, intercede. So I'm telling you guys, like my mind was blown this whole trip. But if I can, and I wasn't going to say this, but I think this is just important because it was really like, Lord, send revival to Iowa, send revival. And I told these kids, because I met them for the first time in the parking lot, like as we're getting ready to get in the church van, I'm like, hey, <laughs> you're going to have to be with me, and I'm a stranger to you, right? But I I shared a little bit of that with you guys, like right off the bat, because I felt like it's important to know a little bit more about how this came to be, and like this is really God, and what's the next week going to be like even, who knows? But I was like, I'm, I'm committing to pray for you guys too, and just whatever the Lord has. um. But there was one night, and please know, like, this isn't a credit to me. I wouldn't tell this story, except I just believe it's the confirmation, like, that when God does something, he just will do it. One of the pictures that I saw as I said yes to go to come with everybody is I just saw the Lord. I saw the Father with a stick of dynamite in his hand, and I saw him shove it into the ground in the heart of the state of Iowa. A stick of dynamite. And I was like, do it, Lord. Loosen the ground. What? Send revival to the youth, send revival to the church. Whatever you're doing, just do it. I agree. And on that Thursday night, the night before our last thing, the video you saw, I told Roddy, I was like, I feel like I'm not supposed to be in the worship and the service. You know, kind of like. And he's like, yeah, I trust you. And I went out. And again, like, this is not a credit to me. It's just, you know how it is. It's just the Holy Spirit. He'll have us do certain things and i just felt like he said just begin to circle the school cuz we all stayed at the high school just begin to circle and just don't say a word just circle till i tell you to stop just pray quietly just whatever i'm like okay i'll be the weirdo <laughs> nobody else was around but on at a, after a few times i felt like he said now run and begin to declare and so i just like all right again nobody else was around and I just began to run around the school. And at the very last corner before finishing, because I I said, I just release revival into Iowa. I just release life, 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 life over these people. Life, Lord. And as soon as I said that last life, I heard this poof, like explosion, I'm like what the heck? And you know, my logical brain is like, who's around? I see no one. It's in this neighborhood, quiet little town. I'm like, was it a firework? It's close to the 4th of July. And honestly, I don't know. There weren't any crackles and there weren't any others. There was just one. But I immediately thought of that vision he showed me of that stick of dynamite. And I just said, I'm going to take it. Whatever that was, I'm taking it. I'm taking it, you know. Um, and um, and so what I guess I want to leave with is I know that you guys, like your yes, every single one of their yeses from here, did something, they left something. You guys left seeds in the ground there. You know, and remember we did that state. It's like, Lord, let it be done long after we leave. Let there be that ripple effect in the spirit of what you want to do in this state, in these people, in these youth that then go to their other states who have all come in here. We just can't even imagine how the kingdom of God spreads. And yet with every one of our yeses, he builds, he builds, he builds, and he builds us. So thank you for letting me be a part of this story. Thanks for letting me tell that story. But I just count it an honor. I count it an honor to have walked with you guys for that week and it just, it's really crazy. You know, it's awesome. God is awesome. (laughs)
4: Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you Jesus, the name above every other name Jesus, the only one who could ever save You're worthy of every breath could ever breathe, we live for You. Oh, we live for You. Holy, there is no one like You, and there. build my life.
8: question what for each one of us individually does it look like not just to sing I will put my trust in you alone but to walk that out hand in hand with him Lord Jesus we declare you're the way are the truth and you are life. You are life. Your abundant life. More than we can ask, think or imagine. And I pray by the power of your Holy Spirit today that you would show us what it looks like to walk out putting our trust in you alone and being built on the firm foundation that is you alone, Christ Jesus. Lord, thank you for every opportunity to walk this out. Thank you for what you did to blow my mind. Thank you for knitting our hearts together as we work and worship and build.
1: you guys for coming, for hanging out with us a little bit longer. We love each of you. We'll be around if you have any questions. Come with us next year if you think
5: about it. We'd love it.